We are here to make you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, Mr. Michael. Back up the Brinks truck. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm with Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, and we are ready to make you money. As always, we are a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and welcome, boys, to the Final Four show. Only four teams remain, four teams to rule them all. I'm pumped about it. We're going to be giving out the picks for those final four games. We're also going to give out some picks for the ladies' final four games because there's very interesting money to be made in those games as well. And we have a lovely guest coming on in just a little bit. Gina Paradiso is gracing this podcast. I cannot wait to talk to her and get some insight on her career and what she has going on because... As Schaefer the Sharp well knows, she gives out her her fair share of picks as well. But before we move forward, I want to touch in with Drew. I gave Dangles the chance to pour some out for the uh, uh, Syracuse Orange that didn't quite make it past the field of 16. Drew, you were right there. You were at the cusp. You were almost cutting down those nets, almost making memories happen, making it to the third weekend. But Juwan Howard and the boys could not beat the 11-seed UCLA Bruins. So you got to pour one out for your Wolverines, my guy. I feel bad for you. What happened? Oh, boys, boys, boys. Is it safe to say I haven't fully recovered emotionally and physically uh, from that game finished? Uh, in the wee hours of the morning, I'm at in the, I might add in the East Coast. As you yeah. boys know, out in the West Coast, I'm not used to this body clock, guys. I mean, what the hell? I get to watch my team lose at 1230 in the morning and have to wake up the next day? Uh, not ideal. But listen um, – Usually I'd, I'd, I'd be classy here and tip my cap to Mick Cronin and the UCLA Bruins and no, say no, great no game. No, no, I, I, I really, I really, I have a hard time. We scored 49 basketball points. We yes. scored 49 points in a basketball game. Yeah. We, that means we lost by two. We held their team to 51 points. Now, yeah. Johnny, Johnny Juzang, what a performance. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unconscious. Fantastic. Tip your cap to him. But I really, truly believe, and this is this is March Madness, and our friend Joe Lenardi has said this on record. You know, it's an imperfect, it's a contest, it's an imperfect tournament. It, this is single elimination. This isn't a series. And I really, truly believe if that game is played ten times with those rosters, we win nine out of ten times. However, that one time we don't win, it it, it doesn't matter. Franz has a wide open look for three, comes up literally a foot short. He played the worst um, game of his career. And, and it, it was it was a bad time to play the worst game of his career, and and and, and you know I I feel bad I feel bad for Franz, feel bad for Juwan. He was named AP Coach of the Year just now, deserves every accolade. The future is bright. Yeah, uh, couldn't be more excited for our prospects. Number one recruiting class. It, we are we are on a trend line straight north, baby. But however, that loss is going to be tough to swallow for years to come. Uh, my plus three hundred ticket did not cash, as you may have well guessed. Nope. And truthfully, I just wanted a chance to go up to try to be the giant killer against Zaga. They obviously look unbeatable, but I would really relish the opportunity with five days to prepare with Juwan with the team ready. And now I think we're going to get a bloodbath in the in the semifinal against UCLA. But hey, I thought we were going away against the UCLA game, so tough one to swallow. Um, you know, 
That's all I can say. We scored we scored 49 points. We don't deserve to win, bottom don't, line. Don't count those Mick Cronin Bruins out, man. They've been counted out since the first weekend. Didn't even make the field of 64, and they're still here. Dangles? You know, the tough part about it, Drew, is that Michigan had several chances there down the down the stretch to win it, and they just weren't able to to capitalize on any of those shots. You know, Tony mentioned the 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 um, the, the Franz Wagner shot at the end that, that didn't go, and they had a couple of opportunities before that as well. It, it was just it was really tough to watch. And look, I, I completely agree with you. I think nine out of ten times you play that game, Michigan wins nine out of ten times, and and all it really takes is that one game where, frankly, it was Johnny Juzang that did you guys in. He had what twenty five points. He did it pretty much all entirely himself and we'll get a little bit more into this I think as we uh, do some analysis of the upcoming matchup between UCLA and Gonzaga um, which I think has the largest the largest opening or had the largest opening line since the tournament expanded in 85 maybe the largest uh, the largest line in the history of the final four at 14 points I think it opened that it was moving towards 14 and a half I'm not sure if it's gotten there yet but you can't count those Bruins out but again it's kind of like how many times is Johnny Juzang going to be able to put this team on his That's back right. and do it all himself? I mean, you got, you know, Tiger Campbell had a, had a great game, and and uh, that Hawkes kid is also very, very good, and he Don't contributes as well. But it was pretty out. much Juzang and Juzang alone. You know, one player can can be the difference in a college basketball game, but when you get into the Final Four, and especially against a team like Gonzaga that is good it's at every facet of the ball, it's going to be tough, I think, for them to to continue that success. Yeah, definitely a tough one as well. I mean, we haven't even mentioned that uh, UCLA's start in the center played the lowest amount of minutes he's played all year because he was in foul trouble, leading their reserve center to play more minutes than he's ever played in his entire collegiate career. And still UCLA was able to come out on top. It was a tough loss. It was a tough loss. But before we move on to the games, before we move on to breaking down the lines and giving out our best bets, which, by the way, the voice you're hearing right now is the hottest gambler on the show from last week. Tony Turney is back. Tony Turney is back. Tony Tires, not so much. But Tony Turney's here. And don't worry, Tony Tires knows that there's a NASCAR race coming two weekends from now, and he's very excited about it. But we'll, we'll put him on the back burner for a while. I do want to bring back a segment that we love to do on this show, especially during NFL season, because, I mean, what are we now? I've watched at least 60 college basketball games in the month of March. So I've been on Ooh. TBS, TNT, True TV, CBS, on the apps, all over the place. And you see the same sets of commercials over and over. And oh, I mean, I can recite some of them verbatim right now. So I'm sorry, Mrs. Crookston, but we're going to bring back Marry, Fuck, Kill for a second. Because you two, Excellent. I, I want to know, you two, I want you to marry, fuck, kill these three commercials. Okay? Because they're... I'm ready to kill all of them. We got to marry, fuck, kill these three commercials. The first one is anything that Lily does for the AT and T network, and all of the times you see Lily. I, I think I see Lily more than I see myself. The second one is Reggie Miller and those goddamn Wendy's commercials with Kenny. Uh, I hate Reggie Miller. Wendy's is number two. Number three is of course Chuck, Kenny, Samuel L. Jackson, Larry Bird, Jim Nance, and all the times they're on TV talking about whatever crap they're promoting and Jim Nance is being sawed in half by Magic Johnson in, in a magician's box so those are the Mary fuck kills dangles I'm going to go to you first Lily Reggie Miller or uh, uh, Chuck and the boys Oh, these are all really atrocious. You're not giving me a, a whole lot of uh, uh, wiggle room here. The I, I do want to mention an honorary what should be in there for my would would be my Mary, which is of course the Geico tag team commercial: French Vanilla, Rocky Road, Chocolate Peanut Butter. 
cookie it's dough. Best commercial on TV. Scoop, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. It is absolutely the best commercial of March Madness. I watch it and love it and sing along every single freaking time it comes on. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, let me start with my kill. It's Lily and the ATT commercials. <laughs> I am so sorry. I know she like went away for a little while and then she came back and she is probably banking royalty checks out the wazoo. She's on made this more campaign. money than God. Oh my God. She must be right up. She must have in this tournament. I wonder if she's made somewhere in the in the 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 like the stratosphere of what the actress who plays Flo has made for all the progressive commercials she's that she's Flo. been doing. Over the years, like she's got to have made at least close to that in just this tournament alone. Um, so that's my kill. I think I'm gonna, mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with something comfortable and what I know in the Capital One commercials with Spike Lee, Sam, and and Charles. Just because yeah. occasionally, occasionally they're kind of funny. They do, they do hit on on something. I kind of chuckle at the the Indianapolis commercial where they go to Maryland as opposed <laughs> to Indiana. It's dumb. It is so dumb. It's so dumb. But I, I I giggle at it much more than I giggle at Reggie Miller eating a breakfast sandwich and pulling a shade down on Kenny Smith. Like I'm sorry, it's just not. And it's also a freaking fast food commercial. So I'm gonna marry the Capital One boys, Samuel, Charles, and Spike Lee. I'm going to. Um, uh, uh, consensually have relations uh, with um, uh, uh, that's for you, Mrs. Thank Crookston, you, for, with, 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 Wendy, with with Wendy's and the bake and the morning baconator, uh, and I am I am going <laughs> to uh, uh, disregard Lily and the uh, AT and T commercials because they are just so tired. Shave of the sharp. Do you agree with his uh, his rankings here? Uh, you know, I, I, some of them I do. I, I I think we can be safe to say like. Listen, I'll, I'll marry Capital One because anytime you get, you know, you, you tie yourself to Chuck, Kenny, Sam Jackson, Spike Lee, what could go wrong? I mean, that that could be a long, prosperous relationship. And being married for less than a year, I, I know, you know, you got to have, uh, uh, it's got to be good vibes. So, you know, I'm going to, I'll marry myself to the Capital One. Now, this is where I'm going to go wrong. In a previous life, I can tell you right now, uh, if you took a gander on old Lily's uh, Instagram, uh, I, 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 I can tell you that you would not be killing her, Mr. Dangles. Uh, you'd be doing the opposite of doing that. Um, you'd be uh, potentially F-U-C-K-ing her. Um, but I feel like I'm there's speaking... some history here. Did you meet L- no, 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 Lily no, no, no. in a past life? No, 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 no. Back no, when you no, were a no, hotshot actor in L.A.? Never. Never, Tony Squares. Never met her. But um, I will say she does seem like she's smart, nice. <laughs> Uh, has a good uh, personality, and uh, so I think I'm gonna. Um, I agree with all those. I'm things. going. I'm going to uh, f her uh, in, in the most you know tr- uh, respectful way. Um, I'm absolutely killing Reggie Millen Wendy's. Like, <laughs> get out of here, Reggie. Get out of here because he's a Bruin. He's a Bruin. First of all, you think I want to see a Bruin eat a baconator after my team scored 49 points against him and lost? No, thank you. I'm killing Reggie. I'm killing his form on the threes. I'm killing the baconator. Um, you know, I'm, I'm having fun with Lily, um, you know, and then I'm, I'm marrying Chuck and Kenny and uh, Jim and, and, and Sam and Spike. There you go. What about you, Tony Squares? Uh, I'm right there with Drew, actually. I have nothing different. Uh, uh, I will say Reggie Miller might be the worst actor out of all the athletes I've ever seen try to be an True. actor. I cannot. I, well, how mu- however much Wendy's is paying him, it's too much money because it is just a terrible, terrible acting commercial, acting job by him. And they've always been terrible. He's been doing Wendy's bits for a while, and I cannot understand why he still is the Wendy's spokesperson during March Madness. Uh, yeah, definitely marrying the Capital One guys, although you know why I'm marrying the Capital One guys versus Lily is because the Capital One commercials differentiate just a little bit. They just differentiate a little bit. Sometimes it's Larry Bird. Sometimes it's Jim Nance. Sometimes they're young kids. Sometimes Magic Johnson appears. Lily 
needs to be in the flow universe where flow got a little bit old so they started making flow you know now now it's flow's family now it's another guy now flow has a whole crew of progressive people lily needs a tag team because if it's just lily all the time we get lily overload and i like lily i like lily a lot i wish i had a little bit different you know just give me new faces give me new yeah. faces on the lily campaign and I'd, I'd eat a little bit more of I'm lily i'm right there with you i'm i'm absolutely right there with you on that and it's you know th- you this trust is- me you'd eat all of lily tony don't kid yourself <laughs> I'm ke- I just I'm know my wife G-rated. listens to this podcast. Sometimes my wife listens to this podcast, and I don't want to be sitting out here going, going, I want to screw the AT&T girl. <laughs> we don't use that. It's not, it's, it's not Mary Kill screw dangles. Remember oh, that. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Fuck is way more respectful. I'm sorry, Mrs. Crookston, but I had to ask that question. I think it's time now. To start talking about basketball. So let's move forward right after this. We're going to be breaking down the final four games. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. All right, boys, it's the final four. Only four teams remain. Only three games left in the whole college, men's college basketball universe. And we're going to make money on each and every one of them, starting with the first one. Dangles. What starts us off on Saturday, I believe? It's Saturday, correct? It is indeed Saturday. Get yourself a frosty beverage and some snacks and situate your keister in front of the TV at 5.14 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.14 for those of us here on the West Coast. It is the number two seed Houston Cougars out of the Midwest region taking on the number one seed Baylor Bears from the South region. That is your first Final Four matchup. Both of these games we're going to talk about are going to be at Lucas Oil Stadium, the home of the Indianapolis Colts. Baylor uh, has... In Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Baylor uh, has the advantage. They're favored by five points. The over-under is 134 and a half. Interesting. Interesting game. Both of these teams play different styles of basketball. Houston very much relies on three and D. Uh, Baylor relies on pace and threes. So it's going to be interesting to see who wins this one out. Drew, I know Michigan isn't in these games, but you're still going to be here. You're still going to be a big boy and pull up your boxers, and you're going to give us some picks on this game. I know you have some inklings. you got to make all the money back that you lost on Michigan. This wasn't the region that you had predicted correctly. So what do you see out of these teams? Where do you see it going? Guys, I see a uh, very, very intense basketball game. It is not lost on me that both these schools are from the proud state of Texas, the Lone Star yep. State. I'm sure a lot of these guys have rubbed shoulders in high school or AAU or crossed paths in their basketball careers. And, and, and I'm actually very, very excited to watch this game, unlike the second game on uh, the <laughs> slate on Saturday. However, um, you know, Baylor obviously very, very impressive against Arkansas early. One of my worst bets of the tournament easily was that first half under. That was a fat loser. Yeah. Um, never had a chance. However, um, we've seen Baylor kind of start slow in the first round. We've seen Villanova really shut them down. And this Houston's defense is known uh, – sorry, this Houston team is known for their defense. They made Oregon State look like idiots. However, Oregon State made that a game in the second half, as did Arkansas. So I don't think both these teams – really have uh, a tendency to, to try to separate themselves here. Um, you know, I, I, I looked at this line. I actually looked at Ken Palm here, and Ken Palm makes this uh, only a one-point spread. Mm. I was actually kind of spooked that Houston was getting five points here. I thought that seemed high. Um, so I'll certainly probably sprinkle something on Houston plus five. However, uh, I'm feeling it, boys. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do the old-fashioned correlated parlay here. Um, 
in the West Coast Gamblers. This is not like Schaefer the Sharp to give out a parlay as no. his bet. However, I do think that if this game is uh, within five points and Houston is winning or covering, I think by default the total has to be low. Yeah. So I'm going to play a correlated parlay. I'm going to go Houston plus five under 134.5, and that pays out plus 270 correlated parlay might sprinkle something on houston plus five uh alone just know if you're taking a correlated parlay if you really like one side you can always make a separate unit bet uh so your parlay doesn't get busted but i'll make it official boys houston plus five under 134 and a half plus 270 i think this is a high intensity game i think buckets are going to be tough to come by and i just i think towards the end of the game last 10 minutes possessions are going to be prize possessions yeah it's going to be really tight I, I don't think there's a lot of turnovers. I like this. I like this parlay a lot. Let's book it. Wow. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, I'll go next angles. I'll, I'll cut you off here because uh, I'm going against Drew on this. And, and last week, Tony Turney was losing it all and decided to go against his gut instinct on every game. And he ended up winning money. He ended up winning money. So this is a successful venture. I looked at this total, and I too said, you know what, Houston's playing defense really well. This under looks good. Baylor can get uh, soft for long stretches, and they keep their teams in it. I don't know anything about the spread, but that over looks a little bit high, and it seems to go under. Tony Turney's gut instinct has been wrong all March. We're going over. Now, we're going over the 134 in this game. Points galore. Points, points, points. Shooting the lights out. Quentin Grimes is going to be nailing threes. All the Baylor Bears are going to be running up and down the court nailing buckets. I'm going over 134. Dangles, what do you got? Well, I didn't really know where to go with this game as far as the outcome uh, was concerned. I think these are both really good teams. As you guys have both mentioned, the defensive side of the ball for Houston. Um, Baylor can score at will, obviously. They're a very good deep shooting team, and I think that's one way that, that if, they, if they're able to shoot very well from the three-point arc, that's one way they could beat the Houston Cougars uh, uh, this weekend. I'm going to go with an individual player prop here because I feel a little more confident Ooh. making that bet. I mentioned DeJon Giroux last week on the podcast, the Houston Cougars guard. He's six foot five out of Louisiana. Guard play we've talked a lot about on the podcast, so important during March. He's lined up at uh, a total of 10.5 points for this game. Now, he's only scored less than 10 once uh, in his last five games that he's played, and he's the engine that makes this Houston Cougars team go. I know everybody talks about Quentin Grimes, and he's great and all that good stuff, but Dijon Giroux is the guy that makes this team move. He's the glue that holds the team together. He's the guy who's diving on the ball, hustling. He got a really important jump ball uh, at the end of the Elite Eight game that they played uh, that they played this past week against Oregon State that basically sealed the game for Houston down the stretch there. He is he is the, the gutty uh, hustle player that they need, and he's a double-double threat every game. So I'm going Dijon Giroux over 10.5 points in the Houston Baylor game. Okay. Okay. A little player prop for the final four. I like that. The only player prop I've played was Buddy Beheim, and I therefore killed Buddy Beheim. So I'm staying. I, I feel bad <laughs> killing these amateur athletes, although they might not be amateur athletes much longer if you read any of these uh, court filings that have been going on between the NCAA. Mark Emmert is a he is an idiot. My God. Let's move on to the second game of the final four dangles. What do we have on deck for game number two? Drew, right. cover your ears. Yeah, I was going to say, plug your ears, Drew. You're not going to want to hear this one uh, at 5.34 p.m. Pacific time, 8.34 uh, for Drew and the rest of you on the East Coast. We have the second of the final four games. It's the number 11 seed UCLA Bruins 
taking on the 30-0 one-seed Gonzaga Bulldogs, looking to make their uh, make another national championship game. The line in this game, gentlemen, we mentioned earlier, was opening up the largest in NCAA tournament history since the tournament expanded in 1985. It is at 14 points as of right now. The over-under is 145.5, and, and again, this game being played at Lucas Oil Stadium. I I mean, how how in the world does UCLA pull this off? What disrespect. What disrespect to these UCLA Bruins. They're they're a they're a first four team. They've been playing games since Tuesday. They don't care. They'll, whoever you put on their docket, they're going to meet and they're going to beat. They've already taken down a one seed. They're ready to take down another one. Tony Turney wanted to go against his gut, but Tony Turney's gut is too strong. UCLA is the only team I've bet on consistently that has won me money in March, and I'm going to continue to do it. I know Gonzaga looks like an NBA team. I know Gonzaga has players that cannot be stopped. Jalen Suggs. Oh my goodness, what a player that guy is. Kispert hasn't even shot the ball well, and they're still kicking the crap out of other teams. I can't quit UCLA. Mick Cronin, I can't quit this. Also, the utter dichotomy between the two head coaches. Mark Few is as calm as a glass of water, whereas Mick Cronin looks like a volcano on the sidelines. Just seeing those two and their coaching, how they coach, the, the, dif- the differences are great. I'm going with UCLA. This number's too big. They have enough heart. They're going to keep it close. 14 points is a lot. I'm going UCLA. Drew, what do you have? So, guys, you look at Gonzaga's last three games against Oklahoma, Creighton, and USC. Their margin of victory, 16, 18, 19. Crazy. I think if you threw you. I think if you threw UCLA into that group of Oklahoma, Creighton, USC, they might be the lowest power-rated team uh, of that four. Now, listen, respect, respect, respect. Put some respect on UCLA's name. I agree with you. However, they could not have had more of a horseshoe in their ass playing <laughs> Alabama and Michigan for two games where they just forgot how to shoot threes and free throws and choked. I just, I just don't get it. But, but Drew, to, so, before you keep going, no, that's no. the thing. You don't think this Gonzaga team, they're on the cusp of uh, like greatness, not even like they're the best team in basketball. Yes. Greatness, like 1976 is the last time this has been done. You don't think that's going to creep into their minds a little bit? I think it absolutely would if there's one game left. If there's if they, if they have all the marbles, national championship to complete the task to complete the uh, um, undefeated season, first yeah. time since '76. I, I I I can see that happening absolutely, especially against the Baylor or Houston team. You know, I try to be objective here. I try not to get emotional with my bets because if if you do that, you're going to be done in this game. However, you know, I saw that number at 14 and a half, and I really looked at it. I was like, I can't take Zag. I'm a sharp. 14 and a half is too much. Similar to North Texas, I have blood on my hands for this UCLA team, and <laughs> usually, usually I would take usually I would take Gonzaga in the first half. However, after I saw UCLA play and how they just take the air of the ball and they they play thirty second possessions, yeah, I don't trust it. I don't trust Gonzaga's over points. I don't trust anything. You know what I do trust? If UCLA gets spotted a fifteen point lead to start the game, Gonzaga is going to win outright in forty minutes. Only bet I can make here, I kind of lean the over 145 and a half. The only bet I can make here is the Zags. I'm laying the wood minus 14 and a half. Wow. I think this game, I think this game gets out of hand in the second half. The only thing I would potentially worry about last four minutes is those backdoor barrage of threes. But I really think Gonzaga has a chance here to win by 20 plus. Uh, they have no answer for Timmy. They got no answer for Suggs. They got no answer for Kispert. 
And I just, again, I don't think Juzang can, can perform like he did. The, the, the regression has to come down. The luck faster has to come down. I love Zag in the spot. I think they'll have a legitimate chance to win by 20. Mm. I'll take the 14 and a half. Zaga, minus 14 and a half. Dangles, before you go, I want to ask Drew for a second. Right now, Drew, you can bet who's going to win the tournament. And Gonzaga is a two-to-one favorite. So minus 200 yep. for Gonzaga to win two more games. Obviously, they're a 14 and a half point favorite in this game. You think they're a lock to cover that spread. It's likely they're not even going to be a, a minus 200 in the final if they play Baylor or Houston. Do you think minus 200 for Gonzaga to win it all has any value in it right now? I think I will place that bet, to be honest with you, because I, I actually I actually was listening to uh, a very respected professional better, and he predicted that the Houston or Baylor line for the Zaga game would be over four and a half, five, six points. Yeah. Uh, re- re- resulting in in a money line that was um over minus 200 so yeah. i don't think they're i don't think usa is a threat to beat them i really don't i know anything can happen i just i don't see it at all under any circumstance i i i, I don't see them losing so you're going to get value there in that last game no matter what i think i am going to lay that tony squares minus 200 zag to win it all this team looks like they're a team of destiny obviously i think the winner of baylor houston will give them all they want game but here's the bottom line if this zaga team plays how they play in the tournament yeah it's curtains. It's just curtains. All right. The sharp and the square are opposite on this bet. Dangles, the novice. What do you got? Boy, this was like the easiest bet all tournament for me to make, honestly. <laughs> honest to goodness. Now, I, I completely agree that if Gonzaga is the team that they have been the last few rounds, there's absolutely no way UCLA. Well, well I won't say absolutely no way because this is March. And if the UMBC Retrievers can knock off a number one, number one seed exactly. Virginia Cavaliers and do it once, anything can happen. UCLA absolutely can win this game. They have the tools, and all they really need is for Gonzaga to have a bad offensive night. That's not going to happen in my book, though. And this uh, this, this honestly was, again, like I said, the easiest bet I think I've had to make all tournament. Gonzaga's total points for this game is 80 and a half. Do you want to know how many times they have scored fewer than 80 points this season? They are 30 and 0. Guess how many how times many? they've scored fewer than 80 points this how season? How many? Three. Wow. Three times. Three times. Two of those games were against St. Mary's College. For some reason, they can't seem to score 80 against St. <laughs> Mary's College. Every other score in the 80s, in the 90s, some in the in the 100 teens. This team consistently scores 80 and a half points every single game. It's a lock for me. Absolute lock. This is as Brinks truck, a Brinks truck bet as you can find. Gonzaga All over right. 80 and a half points. That is my tournament. Brinks truck bet. All Lock right, it up. Dangles. Dangles, I, I, I really like that bet. I looked at it hard. I gave it a hard look. However, he, here's my issue with that bet. I may or may not have had a total points for Zaga against USC. They scored 49 points. They're up by about 25 with four minutes left. Take the arrow, the 85 and a half, and it went, they missed it by a half point because of that margin at the end of the game. Dribble, 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 dribble. However, I like your lean. I would just be worried about a huge margin at the end. All right, that's it for our final four gambles, but we're not done with the show yet. We have stepping in right now our guest for the day, Gina Paradiso, to help us give her picks for the men's basketball tournament as well as the ladies' basketball tournament. I can't wait. Her interview is coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. 
The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. And joining the show right now is a lovely, lovely guest. We're very excited to have her. She has been a force in the sports and entertainment industry for the past 15 years, has worked for many companies in the sports world, including a little one, a four-letter word called ESPN. In February 2016, she helped launch The Jump with Rachel Nichols. You may have heard that show in the past. In fact, she's worked with ESPN, with Showtime, with FanDuel, with NFL Honors, with the ESPYs. There isn't a place she hasn't worked with. Now she is an equity founder and advisor to the Gaming Society, a social gamification and content platform designed to connect, engage, and educate sports fans interested in sports betting. That is every one of you listening to this show right now. She currently co-hosts the Betting Academy Hoops Edition alongside NBA champion, one of my favorite players of all time, Kendrick Perkins. But most importantly, she is a friend of the West Coast Gamblers. So for the first time ever, please welcome the dynamic the seductive, the sassy Gina Slice of Paradiso. Welcome to the show, Gina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, could you do that every morning when I wake up? It's amazing. <laughs> Please. Jeez. I love that. I'm pumped to have you on the show. I can't wait to talk to you. You are a basketball savant. You've been giving out picks for the NBA, for the NCAA on your podcast. And you've been listening to our show. You know I need the help most of all. I am losing, losing, losing during the NCAA tournament. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on what's been going on. Well, I'm no good. You got to remember. I, like, <laughs> and, and, and by the way, you know, Drew always reminds me, this is gambling right it, it's it's skill and luck and we're predicting futures and so we we don't always know what's going to happen i wish we had that almanac it, like in back to the future that'd be so cool to go back and make a, make millions off of this but definitely be helpful i'm learning from you guys i'll tell you that much i, I learned from cousin sal i learned from perk i learned from listening to you guys you guys are the experts i'm i'm of the you know the 185 million in this country who who are sports fans but starting out more beginnerish you know was intimidated by all the arrows and pluses and plus and minuses and and you know just kind of like how do i how do i start this this off um but i've yeah. always been you know a, i don't want to say gambler but roulette and 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 you know a little blackjack and and i love craps my birthday is 7-eleven so i gotta love craps right oh, wow yeah um <laughs> no but the sports betting world I'm, I'm now jumping in and like i said learning a lot from listening to you guys now has it always been basketball with you or has have other sports grabbed your attention too well i've, I've always you know done the fantasy football of it uh, and the daily fantasy uh football yeah. of it um, but because we're in season right now, it's pretty much NBA and, and college hoops on the men's and the women's side. And like I was saying just a couple of minutes ago, I wish college basketball could last forever. I, I love betting on college basketball. I, f I feel like I'm, I don't know, gaining a little steam, right? Whatever, whatever makes you feel like you're hot, you go with. <laughs> I'm loving NASCAR. What can you do? Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do the ponies yet. I'm learning. Drew's got me really solid getting into golf. I love some of those. Drew wants thing. all of us into golf. Drew will he, not yeah, stop talking yeah. about golf. Schaefer the sand trap yeah. is a real, is a real thing. And, and, and he wants us all to be in golf. I tried, I tried one golf bet on the players championship. Well, actually, I think it was four and I went over four. So I'm not betting. golf. <laughs> well, Dangles, Dangles, you know, I, I was a guest on, on Gina's show with Perk and, um, 
in case you guys didn't know, which I'm sure you guys did, I gave seven player championship leans, uh, six of which missed the cut. However, it's uh, it was just on, <laughs> it, it was the JV better. tournament until the, it was just the JV tournament until the Masters next week. G, so so don't fear. Schaefer the Sand Trap is here. We'll be back next week. We'll get some winners. But listen, it's I want to ask you. Yeah, exactly. Tony, Tony just gave you uh, a, your little uh, cliff note uh, career bio, but um, I just want to ask, like, when did you, when did your love of sports happen for you? Were you pushed, were you pushed by your parents? Did it kind of come naturally? <laughs> Give us some background into, into how you got to where you are today. Yeah, a lot of boys in my family, and you know, my dad actually was an exceptional athlete. Uh, played a little semi-pro baseball. Mm. was a, was a basketball star in high school. My brother was a phenomenal athlete. You know, baseball, football, basketball. He he just could do everything really well. And I was just a little tomboy, you know, hanging out with my brother and his friends. We I would get dressed up in in my brother's Pop Warner football, like all the gear, <laughs> the pads, the helmet, everything, and then play with him and the boys. And that was like the only and I would say to them, like, don't hold back, like, put me down, put me in the grass, like, let's for real. <laughs> and they were like, they'd look at my brother and be like, I, I mean, and he'd be like, dude, she's wearing pads. She asked for it. So, you know, um, my love of sports, I think certainly there, my, you know, my, my parents were, were split when I was young and <clears throat> I'd be with my dad's on the, uh, my dad and my brother on the weekends. And, you know, my mom would be like, oh, you know, church on Sunday. And my dad would be like, NFL football all day Sunday. We sit in front of the the TV on the couch. Are you down? And 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 I think from from there on out, it, that's what, that's what it was. And by the way, uh, I learned so much from watching sports, listening to the broadcast booths, right? Listening to this was before social media and podcasts and and all these other ways now that you can get so much facts before analytics. Just watching games and listening to the the calls and the booths. Um, is really how I started to be such a big sports fan and learn as much as I learned. And then I played basketball in college. I played sports my whole life. I was a much better softball player, but it wasn't sec- sexy enough. I wanted to play basketball and you know, got a free education out of it. So I can't be mad at that. Can't beat that. What position did you play in basketball? I was a pass-first point guard. There Let's you go. go. That's my and favorite I'm, type of point guard. I, I was a, no, I was a, that I was is a, my Gary favorite Payton type girl. of point guard. Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay, the glove. The glove. Yeah, we we share initials. So GP was my dude, and I wore his shoes and anything he did on the court. I I pro, I was I, you know I would take pride in playing defense, rebounding the ball. I was an oversized guard. I'm five nine, and and for a point guard in the women's game, that's at least in the in the college level, that's tall. Yeah. A lot of times there'd be a, a five three five four girl guarding me. I would post up. I could obviously out out rebounder. Um, I had a quick first step, but. You know, not a great shooter, a better scorer. Uh, I, I I wanted to pass that ball and drop dimes all day long. That was me. Great. Well, you're hired. You're uh, we we do pickup games all the time back when the world is back to normal. So you're on the team. You've made it. We have to replace Drew, who's now in Michigan. So you feel free, come on down. Let's go. G, you said you you are a Gary Payton girl, and you've worked with so many athletes over the over the course of your career. You live in L.A., obviously Tinseltown. Do you ever, even today, do you ever like? get starstruck at all for, for, for all the connections you made, all the people you work with. Is there one person that you just like, like, Holy shit, I'm actually working with this person. Yeah. I mean, Diana Taurasi is the short answer. Um, like that's the thing, the, the boys, right. I mean, there's, there's just so many of them and I've worked with so many of the boys, obviously the, the amount of opportunities in marketing and, and advertising and, and television and, and just coverage for the women obviously is, is, a big issue, a big hot button issue right now. And also, you know, I would say part of the problem and I work with them a little less. And so when I get around like a Sue Bird or a Diana Taurasi or, you know, back when I was growing up, it was like Jennifer Azy or, um, I recently got linked with Cheryl Swoops and I was like, oh, like, oh my, you know what I mean? That's like awesome. I, 
I had your shoes. Like I played in, you know, junior high in your shoes. And um, so I kind of get starstruck by them. And by the way, Diana Taurasi is like my white whale. I've actually never been able to to book her for anything. Uh. Never, never been able to get her to say yes to anything I've, I've offered. Uh, so one of these days, but just being around her, I'm just like, you are the Kobe Bryant of our, you are the, the Mamba. You're like, you are it. You're, you're our Michael Jordan really. Yeah. So I get a little starstruck of being around her for sure. I would too. Absolutely. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's amazing. And she's, you know, she's a good Italian like us. And, um, people sometimes say Diana and I look alike. And so I've always been like, yes, that's a good one. I'll take it. <laughs> and so when I get around her, I'm like, I wonder if she thinks we look alike, you know, <laughs> fa- fantasies we play in our minds, right? It's a great icebreaker, right? Uh, yeah. People have told me I look like you, right? No. Yeah. I always say to, to them, I was, you know, around Marion Jones one time we were doing a show together and I, and I like to do it when I'm around some of the basketball players. I'm like, do you think I could score a point on you? Or with Marion, I was like, if I'll, you know, you, you take a head start of whatever, like you handicap it, but do you think I could like get within like 10 yards of you in a race? Like just <laughs> stu- stupid questions. And they're so elite and they're just like, no, yeah. you know, so it's fun. Yeah, we once asked uh, Ike Taylor if he could, if we kicked off the ball to him and three of us against him, would he return it for a touchdown? It was like we didn't even finish the question before he was in the end zone. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, no, yeah, no." It was, it was, it was too easy for him. He was like, "Y'all there's, in trouble." There's, there's no way. None of you, none of you could. Well, let's let's then we've we so yeah. we've got you here to talk about the ladies' game, the ladies' tournament. Uh, also, final four is set. Uh, we've got that this coming weekend, uh, the national championship game to be played next week. So let's dive into the games here, Gina, because uh, I think there is a couple interesting matchups two to be exact uh so let's start with the early game uh the first uh the first game you've got south carolina uh against stanford south carolina 2017 <clears throat> national championships don staley trying to bring them back and do it again meanwhile stanford and tara vanderveer in her 35th count at 35th season as the coach of the lady cardinal looking to bring them back to a national championship game the line five in the hook on this game in favor of the lady cardinal the total uh is 134 gents do we give our bets first here should we go to gina gina for the analysis first well that's the thing i I, 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 I I need gina's analysis i I need gina's analysis before (laughs) i make my pick so get guest let the guest and the lady first please this one's gonna blow you away Stay away from this one. Ooh. Stay away from, like, this right here, we got past uh, UConn-Baylor uh, in the last round, which a lot of people touted as what should have been the national championship game. Yeah. Now it's, the, now it's this. Stanford, uh, South Carolina is the national championship game. I know UConn and, and Paige Beckers have something to say about that, but they're playing Arizona, you know, a, a team that, that, that maybe isn't supposed to be here. You know, you could argue either way. Yeah. To me, I just think, like, the pupil and, and the mentor. I grew up in the Bay Area. Tara Vanderveer is a living legend. I went to her camps. Anything she was selling, I was buying, you know, growing up in, in the Bay Area as a young kid. Spent a lot of time at Stanford camps, AAU, whatever it was. I'm going to go with Stanford on this, but there's no chance in hell I'm putting money on it. Wow. At least, at least money line spread. Player props, sure. You know what I like? In a lot of these games, I like the over. I think they're I think they're devaluing how many points the women are scoring or can score. Um, I think they can get up into the 140s or even the high 130s, maybe into the 150s. For for context, UConn Iowa two rounds ago, 172 total points scored, and yeah. the and the the total there was I think 150. I took the over on that and had a nice day. I would say maybe that's the only bet for this game. Maybe take the over. It's tough. They're they're amazing teams. I don't know how you bet against Tara Vanderveer. I don't know how you bet against Don Staley. People think they are the best team in the country. A lot of people think Stanford is. 
it's just a tough one. I would stay away from it in terms of money line spread. That's me. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And it's a very similar yeah. setup to the men's Final Four, where UConn is the clear favorite against a team that probably shouldn't be in the Final Four, and then these two teams are meant to be there. Stanford, right. South Carolina are meant to be there. So I'm excited for the matchup just because of the competition level is going to be pretty equal. Drew, do you have any leans on this as our resident sharp? Yeah, you know, I was digging in this game, and, and G can probably speak more than I can, but, I mean, South Carolina is a one seed. They've won their four games this tournament by an average of 20 points, 17, 11, 28, 26. I know Stanford is a great team. Obviously, they're one seed. But I can't help but think that, you know, with the, with, with the, with the pupil and the teacher, like, six points? I mean, come on. Like, I, 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 I got to lean here with South Carolina. I, I have to lean with South Carolina with the six points. I think this game is, is competitive, and for the simple fact of, like this is the final four. I, I, I mean, th- th- this could be, uh, you know, a makeshift national championship, um, and empty the tank type of game. So I think South Carolina is going to give it all they have. I like him to stay within six here. That's going to be my bet in this game. Dangles, you got anything? I actually, I'm really glad to hear Gina say uh, take the over because that's that's what I had here. Uh, I I agree. I think I think people undervalue the ability of the ladies to score. They can put points on the board. They will put points on the board. 128 and a half is not that big a number for a college game. It's really not. I did a little bit of coverage of the women's game when I was in, in college. The radio station where I worked at covered the Lady Orange at Syracuse. So used to be on a lot of conference calls with with the Big East coaches. Went to games, you know, across the Big East schools. So I did get to see a little bit of uh, a Coach Q in the in the ladies game and 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 get involved with that uh definitely don't know it as well as the men's game but i would say i think i feel good about the over here at 128 and a half that'll be my bet well i'm gonna do what drew did earlier on this show and i'm gonna do what the square usually does drew likes south carolina you guys like the over i'm gonna take them put them together tie them up in a nice little bow give me the parlay i'll take the plus 270 to the bank tony squares strikes again the second game dangles what do we have all right, game number two, we have uh, the Lady Wildcats of the University of Arizona. Former player Ada Barnes is their coach. He's in their fourth season with them. They are a three seed out of the Pac-12, and they take on the juggernaut. It's UConn. It's Gino Oriema. 36 seasons. Listen to the stats. It's just crazy. 11 NCAA championships, 20 Final Fours, six perfect seasons, 51 conference championships. Just an unreal resume. Um, but uh, but anyway, we've got it's the three-seed Arizona Wildcats, the one-seed UConn Huskies. The spread, again, big one here. 13.5 points in favor yeah. of the Huskies. Um, 128.5 is, uh, is the over-under in this game. First off, before you go, Gina, you forgot to say Dangles. Gina, uh, Gino has done all these great things, all these years of excellence, but never in the history of the game has a freshman been player of the year. Very and Paige Buckets, Buckets of the Yukon Huskies has done it. She's done it. So she's the headliner in this game. And Arizona is not that far off. They have the Pac-12 player of the year as well. It's going to be a very interesting matchup. Gina, what do you have for this game? Arizona with the points like Connecticut is not (laughs) Connecticut's not going to beat them by 14 I I just don't think they are I think Connecticut wins this game maybe they beat them by 9 10 11 12 even you might sweat it out a little bit but I just think like Arizona knows that maybe people are saying they shouldn't be here they know who Paige Beckers is they know she's the only freshman ever to be player of the year they know all about the legacy of UConn Sue Bird Maya Moore Diana Taurasi Brianna Stewart we get it right but like they're not going to lose by 14 points. I can't see that happening in this game. Like Arizona, like you said, Pac-12 player of the year. They've got a great coach who yeah. understands. By the way, only two black uh, w- two black women coaching in the Final Four for the first time ever, wow. in, 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 including Don Staley, right, from the, from the other side of this bracket. I just think 
I think Connecticut's going to win, but I don't think they're going to win by 14. I would take Arizona with the points, and I would look at that over. Arizona kind of scares me. Can they? Can they? They're, they're going to defend well. Can they put up enough points? They're probably going to hold UConn and, and keep it close. Um, but I might look at that over as well, and I might string them together. Interesting. I like what you, I like what you did there, Tony. Interesting. Oh yeah, I'm I'm always there. Anytime I can string something together and seemingly make more money than I should, I will do it. But that's why you know bookies have wings of their mansions labeled parlay and teaser. Shay for the sharp. What do you have? Well, gee, I was listening to your good friend Stanford Steve just today, and 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 the guy, the bear. They were talking about this game, and they they, they gave some insight I thought was pretty interesting. Obviously. You know that UConn Baylor game got all the all the publicity, the no call, all this stuff. I can't help but think UConn might have a sense of just maybe relief and get out of the gates early in the first two quarters. And by the way, just a quick side note: when when can the men game go to the the, the ten minute quarters? That is so much better than yeah. the twenty minute half. So I, much better. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, the ladies are way ahead in, in, in that department. Like it's the only time in basketball that you play two halves. Makes no sense. That's a little shade for the sharp. Sidebar. Anyway, <laughs> Agreed. I, I I really like I really like and I haven't found a line for it. I, I kind of want to sprinkle something on UConn in the first half here to, 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 to see if they can jump out early and really try to establish uh, a lead and kind of coast in the second half. To your point, G, I would not I wouldn't think about taking him at that big number, but I'm going to look at a first half line when it comes out to sprinkle on the Huskies. But I am going to make this bet. Um, I do think UConn will be able to score. They're averaging 86.5 points this tournament. Now, I know their quality of competition hasn't been to Arizona's defense. However, I'm looking at their total points at over 71.5. I do think they'll get to 72. I like them for Mm. 36.5 here. So give me UConn's over 71.5 total points. Mm. Dangles, you got anything on this game? I mean, you can call me boring. I'm I'm going with the over again. By the way, I misspoke on the over on the last game. It was it's 134 for that uh, the other game with uh, 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 with South Carolina and Stanford. This is where the 128 and a half comes from. And again, this is a pretty small number. Uh, UConn can score. Arizona can score. I mean, you're looking at. I I don't think the over is a crazy thing to 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 bet here. You're looking at four of the bluest blood blue bud pro- programs in the ladies' game here. Um, I don't think I don't think the high uh, the 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 high uh, point total is is necessarily crazy. Uh, crazy here. I know they say unders build yachts, but um, I, I don't know what they. I don't know what overs build, but uh, I'm going with it here. I'm going with the over at 128 and a half points. Dangles, dangles, you know better. Unders, unders, unders get you elevators in your house. You know better. That's why I, I'm looking to make uh, amends in my place. I'm looking to make upgrades. I want that elevator. I'm taking this under. I mean, listen, you've already talked about how good Arizona's defense is. UConn has the fourth lowest points per game average in the whole entire NCAA. This is going to be an under game. This is going to be a game in the 50s and 60s. 128.5 is too high. I'm going under. A little bit of nerves from both of these teams. I really want to take the UConn spread, but if it's going to be this low scoring, I can't put my money on a 13.5 spread. I'm going under 128.5. Now, what do you mean nerves? You say that like UConn hasn't been here before. Uh, uh, Arizona needs to score two to hit that over, my guy. Gina, that's fair. We've they're talk- all underclassmen. They're, no seniors on the UConn team. Page is a friend. They're all underclassmen. So nerves, yeah, a little letdown, rust. Sure. Under. Sure. I don't sure. know if you Give can me play that for under. a Gina. or a Yamatine and have nerves. 
Gina, also you've given true. us your, your, your picks for the women's Final Four. We've already given out our picks for the men's Final Four. Do you have any inklings on those two games? we got Baylor-Houston and we have Gonzaga-UCLA. Sorry again, Drew. Yeah, I'm, I would just, I'm, I'm taking Houston money line. I just Ooh. think they're going to outright beat Baylor. I think we're going to see the Cougars in the, in the national championship game against the Zags. I do think Gonzaga wins this game, but not by 14. Not by 14 and a half, not by 15. I don't, I think UCLA can cover that. I was actually talking to Baron Davis yesterday and he was like, no, yeah, we're, we're going to beat Gonzaga too. Like we, and he was so confident <laughs> and so smooth with it. And I was like, wait, you mean they're going to cover no, he was like, no, yeah, we're going to just beat Gonzaga too, no problem, G. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Gonzaga will probably keep their trend alive of, of double-digit victories, right? They could beat them by 11. Fine, do that. I don't think they beat them by 15. Okay, okay. I like. I took UCLA plus four. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. I do like that a lot. I wouldn't want to see Houston in the final because they beat Buddy Beheim in my orange. But, hey, they look damn good. And I like Baylor too. I think we're in for a weekend full of wonderful, wonderful basketball. I can't wait. Drew, how are you feeling coming off of Michigan's blunder? You okay? Oh well, I just I just had a sob story before you got on G, so uh, I, I I don't need to repeat myself for these guys, but I will say he was um, openly I weeping, physic- Gina. Openly I, weeping. I I physically, I emotionally haven't quite recovered. Uh, I got a cold after that game uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> it made I, him. I just sick. said, uh, got the I made, sniffles. It made me sick. Yeah, exactly. I have a tissue, you know, I'm blowing my nose, but I, I will say like. I my body clock was all jacked up because it's one thing to watch your team lose and score 49 points in the regional. It's another thing to watch it at freaking 12:30 in the morning when you have to work the next day. What is going on with these East Coast start times? I, I, I can't stand it. Uh, it it's it, it's just terrible. But um, hey, I know you got a lot of projects working right now. A lot of stuff. Just give us some uh, give us some insight on, on what you're working on in the future. Man, I got a lot of stuff. Um, you know, the gaming society is uh, we just we're, we're closing our pre-seed. I mean, that mean that's a good thing. It means we we raise some some good money awesome uh we're gonna we're gonna go into the seed round in about six weeks uh time ish uh we're, we're not in a rush we think we have some really good partners and, and strategic um you know partnerships relationships there so that's that's like a really fun thing and, and the gaming society you know we talked about it just trying to make it a little more uh, accessible less intimidating for sports fans in this country who just aren't being spoken to by the fandos the DraftKings of the world by no fault of their own just they're not at your guys' level yet. They're more like me. We call them the 185ers. Like, let's start out. Let's sprinkle some on, like Drew likes to say. Let's just understand what we're doing here, have the tools and resources. And really, it's about having the confidence so you can go place bets, right? Yeah. Um, just like when you when you are in a casino in, in Vegas, if, if I don't know how to play craps, I'm not going to feel very good about rolling the dice. So things like that, were, were, but, but I could sit at any slot machine and pull a lever because yep. everyone understands how to do that. So we're just trying to demystify it. Um, that's one of the, the big projects and obviously tackle this sports betting space, which is unbelievably going to grow to like a $7 billion space by, by 2025. It's just unreal how much money is being spent in this space. You guys know it. Um, as well as anyone doing, um, and then, I, don't know, I don't know if we know it exactly yet, but no, keep going. But, but the interest <laughs> is there, right. And it's gaining momentum and there's money just coming in everywhere. For example, like, you know, DraftKings sponsors, one of the, one of the podcasts I work with all the smoke, uh, FanDuel sponsors, another one of the podcasts I work with road tripping. Yep. These podcasts have, have nothing to do with sports betting, right? I mean, this, these are just brands that want to jump into the NBA space because they, they, they know it's, you know, sort of the way it's going and they want to just carve it out. And, and it's why we like, you know, positioning perk in this space as well. You know, a lot of former athletes, 
never bet. I mean, yeah. they, they couldn't, they were athletes. You know, you can't, you can't, uh, Steph Curry can't bet on basketball like Floyd May- Mayweather can bet on, uh, on a, on a bout. So it's different, um, trying to navigate some of those waters, but it's rare to find a former athlete who, who has as much knowledge as a guy like Kendrick Perkins does. So always happy to be working with him. And yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, corner in on, on the audio space. As you guys know, it's, it's jumped up, you know, especially over the past year when people sort of had no other option than to do some of these remote sh- shoots and audio is just, is, is really growing and I'm excited about it. And any, any podcast that I can get my hands on and help, uh, you know, build talent strategy and partnerships and monetize and do things like that. That's really what I'm focused on. By the way, also social audio, right? Like, don't forget about the clubhouses and the Twitter spaces and now the Spotify-owned locker rooms of the world. Yeah. We're going to see a, a big uptick in, in content that's being produced specifically for those apps. So I'm in on that as well. I love it. I love it. And your podcast is the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. I love that podcast. Schaefer the Sharp has made appearances on that podcast and will eventually give out winners on that podcast. But thank you, Gina, for joining us today. We will have you back in the future, probably around NBA playoffs times too, because we got to make money we got to make money on that sport, too. But I'm excited for the NCAA Final Fours, both the men's and the women's. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us, Gina. Next time I come back, I'll bring Big Perk. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. And that was Gina Paradiso. That was an awesome interview. I had so much fun talking to her. And now I have inklings on what's going to happen in the women's games and the men's games. We're going to make money all over the place, as are the listeners. Very excited. Dangles, you got anything to say before the Final Four begins? Because Drew's already cried away Michigan and he's not with us anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I think I think if Gonzaga wins the, and goes on to the national championship and ends up at being able to win that as well, I don't think how I don't see how you don't put them in the conversation with the greatest college basketball teams of all time. Maybe the greatest Huge. college Huge. basketball team of all time to do what they did. They look unstoppable. They look unbeatable. But baby, this is March, and anything can happen. Anything will happen. It has before. It continues to this year, and you can be damn sure it's going to continue to in the future. I just can't. I just can't wait for these games. It, it, this this tournament feels like it's gone really fast. Maybe it's because they've compressed it a little bit more because of everything being in the same location. I feel like p- past tournaments have been a little more drawn out, just because you've got the cross the country sort of feel and teams right. moving around all over the place versus here. Here we have everything in Indianapolis. It's just it feels like it's moved a lot faster. I'm kind of sad that it's almost over, but man, has it been? It fun. is. It is almost over. It's so sad when it's almost over. That just means we move on to the next sport. Baseball just started. We got basketball playoffs coming up. We got a lot There's of a sports lot to that look are forward to. We got the NFL draft coming up. There's hockey oh. playoffs. We got the Masters coming up. There is a lot on the docket to talk That's about what I in wanted the coming to say. months. Next week, we have the Masters podcast coming out. I cannot wait to go into deep dive into the first major of the golf season. I cannot wait. The Masters podcast is coming up next, but now we're making money on the final four. As always, my name is Tony Cavallo. I'm with Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookson, Dangles, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, special guest Gina Paradiso on the show today. We are a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. 
Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.